0: O God of wonder, as that ancient star rose and guided the Magi, illuminating the place where Jesus was, so now may the light of your Holy Spirit shine in our hearts and minds as your word is read and proclaimed. Guide us again to Christ and direct us in new paths of faithfulness. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Our Old Testament reading is from the 60th chapter of Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Now, all our students who've taken economics have been exposed to a book published in 1876 drew its title from what we just read in Isaiah, Adam Smith's The Wealth of Nations. It's your trivia for the day. Now, our gospel reading is the first 12 verses of the second chapter of Matthew. You remember in Luke's gospel, we, we read of shepherds watching over their flocks by night when suddenly an angel appeared with a birth announcement followed by a heavenly chorus singing, Glory to God in the highest! But that's not that's not a story we read in Matthew's gospel he starts you remember with a long genealogy the old version said beget, beget, beget. a genealogy that includes four women which is kind of unusual in a Jewish genealogy in those days it Goes from David the, the Shepherd King on down to Joseph Jesus stepdaddy And then then we read a story of mysterious foreign strangers. This is a story that sparked the imagination of generations, sparked imagination so much that we kind of need to be careful to keep straight what is actually in the Bible and what details people have added over the centuries to embellish, to enliven this unusual story. Well, just for example, Matthew does not say there were three kings. We assume there were three kings because there were three gifts listed. But, you know, two of them could have gone in together on some, one of those expensive presents. You know, gold is pricey, right? <laughs> might have been several of them. i got 20. How about you? <laughs> and kings, well, Matthew used the Greek word magoi, which might mean magicians or astrologers, but not necessarily Royalty, And when people say astrologers, that seems kind of, that's like fake science these days, but these are people who actually studied the sky, who noticed when there was something different in the night sky. Well, after all, that whole business of king, king was only granted, they were looking for the king, but king is a title that was only granted by Rome. You didn't talk about being king of anything, not king of rock and roll or anything else without permission from Rome, King Herod was a client king. He was there as long as he could call himself king all he wanted to as long as Rome let him. That was it. Well, the Magi, they had to be rich and have some pull just to traverse so far, as the song says. In fact, I've heard that uh, I've heard. One story about how they might even be from the 5210 Rescue Squad down the road because, you know, it does say they came from afar. <coughs> okay. From Matthew. From Matthew now. We, know, we just know that they came from the east. Well, that could be Arabia, Mesopotamia, or elsewhere. We don't know. And what about their names? Matthew doesn't say any names, does he? But in a treatise attributed to the Venerable Bee, back in the medieval days, in the six or seven hundreds, the Magi were first named. Melchior was described as an old man with white hair and a long beard. Caspar, a young and beardless and ruddy complexioned fellow, and then Balthazar, a black-skinned, heavily bearded fellow. Well, the gifts of the Magi were also interpreted there with gold representing an appropriate gift due to a king, and that's true. Frankincense symbolizing an oblation worthy of divinity. And myrrh, myrrh testifying to the son of man who was to die on the cross. Well, listen now for God's word for us in Matthew, the first 12 verses of that second chapter. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star that is rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem in Judea, for so it was written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is shepherd my people Israel then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared then he sent them to Bethlehem saying go and I always imagine this in the voice of you know the the evil emperor in the Star Wars movie or any other (laughs) evil character evil character you can imagine go his mother and they knelt down before him and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. Oh Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. If your car or truck or phone has GPS, you have surely heard a machine voice say, recalculating, recalculating. It says that if you miss that turn you were supposed to make in a make in 150 yards. Sometimes it says, even if you did not miss the turn, it told you to make in 150 yards. And sometimes, not just on our highway journeys, but in our life's journey, we need to be recalculating. Now the story we read from Matthew's gospel is, it's a couple of thousand years old, but it still speaks to us today a pastor and professor and friend I have learned from named David Loos, has written, we too have many families on the run from their lands for fear of their lives. We too have many innocents being slaughtered whether by violence or treatable disease or preventable starvation. We too seem to have a plethora of leaders terrified by the prospect of losing power and willing to do almost anything to hold on to it. We, too, see all kinds of well-intentioned people manipulated by individuals, corporations, and governments via social media and countless other ways to the view of the world in a distorted way. So while this may not be the Christmas story we prefer, it is the Christmas story we still need. But remember this, remember that God is still at work, at work for the sake of the vulnerable, at work for on behalf of those fleeing violence, at work for the sake of the world. God is at work in us, fashioning us to be bearers of the light that has come into the world, the light that the darkness neither understands nor has overcome. God is at work fashioning an epiphany people, people of the light, people who know the joy and grace of Christmas. It's not a gift to be admired, but one to be put to work for the sake of the world that God loves so much. Now, did you notice how different the responses to Jesus were? When the wise men came from the east and came to Jerusalem saying, Where is the child who's born king of the Jews? We've observed a star and so on. Was Was Herod happy to hear it? Oh, I'm just so glad to hear this news. No. He was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. All through history, when people in power are afraid, bad things happen. By contrast, when the Magi reached their destination, they were overwhelmed with joy. And as they entered the house and saw Miriam and the baby Jesus, they knelt and bowed and presented extravagant gifts, gifts for for the king. They did what Isaiah 60 had prophesied, they shall bring gold and frankincense and proclaim the praise of the Lord. The Magi are thought to be the first Gentiles to pay homage—that is, to worship Christ. Now, truth be told, Matthew didn't say it. He He didn't say they were Gentiles, but because they came from afar and because of the other description, it's a pretty safe bet. These were Gentiles. Whatever their names, whatever their race, whatever their country of origin, they came from afar to pay. Homage to the Christ child. And then, 30-something years later, Jesus would commission those 11 remaining disciples and us in those last verses of the book of Matthew. Well, those last few verses say, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all Nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. That is our great commission. Now something else we learn from this story is that disciples are called to shine. The fifth chapter of Matthew quotes Jesus is telling the disciples, you are the light. The light of the world, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Wesley talked about this in Sunday school. What shows that you're a Christian? is that you say, oh, let me show you my list of beliefs? No, it's your behavior. It's what you do. Let your works shine and give glory to your Father in heaven. Finally, we learned that like the Magi, we we do need to recalculate. <laughs> recalculate once in a while. Their observation of the stars and the heavens got, got the Magi's attention. It got them to it got them part way there. At least to Jerusalem. You know, I always see these little Facebook memes about, well, you know, women would been sitting wise women instead of wise men, well, one, they would have brought. You know, diapers and other useful present, But they would have stopped and asked directions. Well, if you read the story, they did stop. They stopped in Jerusalem and asked for directions. They did stop and ask for directions. You see, nature got them. Nature shows us a lot about God, and nature got them partway there. But just like the Magi, they, we too need to, to learn from God's Word in the Bible. It's an ongoing process. It's not something you graduate from and are done with. It's not like your old college textbook, I'm gonna. I had a friend who, when he finished a graduate course in statistics, he burned that book. I never <laughs> wanna see it again. He didn't wanna to try to sell it expensive as it was. He burned it in all his notes. He didn't realize he was gonna to have to take another course in that same subject. <laughs> that was not me now. The fact is, GPS is constantly updating its location and recalculating the best route to whatever destination we've entered. And in our lives, we too need to constantly be recalculating, consulting God's word, getting feedback from fellow disciples, not just me and all I think about the Bible, but feedback from others as well. And sometimes, like the Magi, we need to head home a different way. We need to choose a different path than we would originally planned. We too need to be recalculated. Well, Presbyterians and other reformed denominations, there's a Latin motto that puts it this way. Ecclesia reformata semper reformando. Well, there's more to it, but that's more than a Latin for today, don't you think? The thing to remember is what it means. It says the church reform, always reforming according to The word of God and the call of the spirit. Or as GPS would put it, both the church and us as individuals. We need to keep on recalculating. Thanks be to God. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Get up. Shake off apathy and despair and anything else that has brought you low. Glow. Reflect God's glory, the light of Christ, so that others may see in you the glory of God. Now may the love of God uphold you, the light of Christ guide you, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit fill you with joy. Now and forevermore. Amen.